0: I'm
1: not like them. I can
0: pretend I'll think I'm dumb. Maybe just not. I think I'm dumb. Hello, everyone. Yo, what's
1: up? Hey. We are here with a special guest today Tucker Marks of Twitter fame. <laughs> How, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners?
2: Uh, sure. Um, I'm Tucker Marks um, as a poster on Twitter. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't really have like a Substack or anything like that. I'm just a just a shit poster.
1: Yeah, I'm just a shit poster too. I don't have cool. anything going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kept wanting to when I was like thinking about this episode i kept calling you ava max in my head um and i realized that that was a singer about like a minute before i came on that
2: that's funny
1: so i'm glad i didn't introduce you as ava max
2: i would have just like went with it like oh okay
0: i guess my name's ava now
1: (laughs) You sound kind of low A, just letting you know. Can you hear
0: him, Tucker? Uh, yeah, here, let me crank it up.
1: Okay, thanks.
2: Yeah. Because
1: I hear Tucker and myself fine, but I can't Is hear Is that
0: him. better? Way better, way better. Yeah, okay. it's better. Word. Yeah, well, sorry, well, I'm like incredibly brain dead. I just put my kid to bed, and it's like 4D chess, so it's, yeah, but... uh all good now and ready to um you know <laughs> just spread some misinformation, you know
2: awesome,
0: do you have kids tucker or are you are you childless like I am?
2: Um, I'm childless,
1: yeah, I slept like literally seventeen hours between uh
0: yesterday oh and this moment, but I can't I know- even talk about that.
2: <laughs> uh, i'm sure yeah no i i sleep i sleep a lot
0: <laughs> i'm My sick again is- too i'm sick i think like l- we recorded last episode i like wasn't sick that's probably like the first one like ever and then now i'm back sick again. So.
1: oh i forgot i am i am almost positive i, I have covid right now because i <laughs> had a major exposure three days ago and i feel like shit so that that might have been part of the reason i slept for 17 hours so nice. maybe I'll be the sick one this time um MRA yeah. adult immune systems yeah I also had a huge fight with my dad and I took three volumes. So that might have been why I slept
0: <laughs> <in>.
1: <laughs> a lot of factors hours. anyway um so I guess I'll, I'll I just want to start with a little bit at the top I just wanted to apologize because I felt like I really embarrassed. You guys probably didn't notice but several of my mutuals messaged me because I got in this massive fight with like a bunch of Adam Lambert fans this week. (laughs) And I just feel really mortified that I got that involved in it. And I I really, really, really felt like I showed my mental illness. So
0: just backing up a sec, who who is that? It's like I a gay guy from to- American Idol. American Idol, <laughs> yeah, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. He
1: he posted that he didn't want Theo James to play George Michael. And I and I tweeted, if this faggot takes this away from me, I'm gonna hunt him down. <laughs> and and then for like like literally for like three days like adam lambert fans were like adding me like getting really 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 mad at me and i was like i I was like i didn't even know that he was still alive like i
2: yeah that's wild like who who knew that he had such a dedicated fan like i completely forgot who he was
1: (laughs) i know and then i got accused of um hating lesbians because one of them <laughs> said um one of them said something about being a lesbian and i was like oh that's why you're a, a that's why you're so humorless and then that compounded <laughs> it and
0: then,
1: <laughs> and then finally some of my friends started messaging me and they're like it's looking a little desperate you should you should calm down out of fan stuff so anyway i'm i'm calming
0: down with it now <laughs> I, I honestly though i can relate fully like i i was talking to cassandra on the last episode actually about this about like getting sucked into just absolutely like idiotic like i don't even know like twitter debates if you can even call them that but like uh... I need, you know, it's like it never leads to a good place, but like you just can't, you know, they're just so fucking stupid. You can't like resist.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're just sort of like compelled, but I don't know. Though, what is Twitter for if not like showcasing your mental illness?
0: So,
1: yeah, I've had like I've had like worse mental illness this week than typical because of this fight with my dad, and then I was just like, I really need to defend my opinion that Theo James is a better George Michael than uh, Adam Adam Lambert, <laughs> but mostly just because I want to see more Theo James. Um, I'm naked, so I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, it was a dry discourse week, but we did come mm-hmm. up with a few with a few things. So let's. What do you guys want to start with? What are you most interested in, Tucker? We should let the guests choose.
2: <laughs> oh goodness, um, I don't know. I guess um, WEF is like probably the most important. I don't know if I really have a whole lot to say about it, though. Um, uh, we were going to talk about the MLK. St- what was the other thing? There was like a third.
1: We were going to do, uh, we, were gonna do um, the we were gonna do the statue, we were going to do the video, and then we, oh, were, yeah. then we had the crazy Martha Stewart Pfizer thing. <laughs> oh
2: my goodness, yeah,
1: the pineapple,
2: and what was the
1: sword? Like, the katana, yeah. Yeah, the katana, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it was all those things, so we can start with any of those, to be honest.
0: Um, I feel like, yeah, like Davos may be a good place to start. Okay, um, great. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot, like, even though it kind of went under the radar a little bit this year, I feel like there was actually kind of a lot that going on. Like, did y'all see the like fake um, Greta Thunberg arrest thing? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: What was that?
1: (laughs) Well, I think it was trying to like, cause you know, I'm sure you guys saw this, the video beforehand where they're, uh, all the cops are just like chilling and like talking with her. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're like laughing and like tapping each other on the shoulder. And <laughs> I'm just like waiting around. Yeah, so it felt like kind of like a. Obviously, it was a
1: photo op. I don't know what they're trying to do with Greta overall. Like, I don't really have a, a theory about like where the whole Greta Thunberg thing is going. You know? Do you yeah. guys? Have- you guys have a theory, well, about where they're, me, where, uh, where going to take her? What what what's the next stage?
0: <laughs> yeah, I am curious to hear Tucker's thoughts on this, but I like I, I do like this is kind of my theory of the whole World Economic Forum, like Davos thing, is that like it has this weird kind of double purpose where like I don't really think. World Economic Forum is actually, like, calling the shots on most of this stuff. I think they're just kind of this weird, like, public-facing organ of these various kind of, like, deep financial interests and military-industrial complex, pharma, all this shit, you know. But um, it's like they're they're kind of this double purpose of, like, on the one hand, obviously just, like, pushing the official narrative about – oh yeah we need to get rid of gas stoves and you know everyone needs to like not you know like recycle and whatever and then but on the other hand it also seems like they sort of like shape the like dissident discourse in a weird way like in in some sense they're like almost the the sort of main audience for what the world economic forum is doing (laughs) So it's kind of weird. So I think Greta Thunberg just kind of fits in there in like much the same way. She's just like a a sort of spokesperson of this weird organization.
2: Yeah, I that's that's basically what I think as well. Like the, you know, WEF itself like isn't the thing that's in charge, but everyone who's a part of it is, you know, extremely evil. And, you know, powerful interests. I I think it's interesting what you said about um, sort of like fueling the dissident discourse too, because that is something I've kind of been thinking about. Like, it's sort of like, it's like the PSYOP and it's like the mirror, like image of the PSYOP. You know, I don't know, maybe, like, if that's what they were sort of, like, going for was, like, her fake arrest, but then also, like, you know, we see the, like, before part, too, sort of, like, I don't know, like, a nonlinear warfare or something, I don't
0: know. Yes, like, they, they, they do the arrest, which is, like, you know, obviously fits in with their whole thing about, like, eco, you know, terrorism or whatever, but then they they also you know leak the footage showing that it was like staged that only the sort of more like whatever dissident crowd will will see so and, and you'll see that like everything is like that and there's other instances of this like even at this most recent world economic forum meeting or whatever like they're kind of um trolling all the uh people who are you know like opposed to the vaccine passports and things like that
1: what's funny about the behind the scenes Greta like footage because there's a couple different ones is that she seems so much more personable and like not like a total autist in all of them like she's actually like cracking jokes with like the reporters and like the police officers and stuff so I thought that was interesting. I was like, is her entire thing like completely you know is she, is she just like a total crisis actor? Mm-hmm. um <laughs> that, that was one theory I had because <laughs> I was so surprised to see her so personable like because you know like everyone's like she's she's kind of like famously autistic, you know
0: right.
1: um, so that was weird. and I also feel like they just did the whole like she took down Andrew Tate thing. Yeah. Um, So they need to let, they needed like another kind of like legitimate, cause that I feel like they, I don't know. They just needed another like legitimizing, like she's a real activist. And that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I read the, the arrest, you know, she's not just posting about like Andrew Tate's small dick
0: on, <laughs> right. on Twitter. Yeah, she but then to- it's like, but then why make it so fake looking, you know? I, don't know? I
2: know that is, that is weird. It does sort of feel like, I don't know, maybe they're just playing to like both, both audiences.
0: Yeah. And that's what it seemed like the whole um event was um, like you had uh, like uh, Tony Blair was there blast from the past. Who's heard of Tony Blair in the past in the like post 9-11 era. Yeah, he was random. there. Yeah, he was talking about how we need a global vaccine passport system. Um, Bill Gates was not there this year, apparently. Um, but uh, my fave, my, my governor, uh, J.B. Pritzker, was there this year wait
1: governors Um, go to davos
0: well maybe not just any governor but yeah like jb pritzker is like a plutocrat tier like fucking he he is like one of these people he's from the you know the billionaire family the uh hyatt hotels um, um dynasty or whatever i don't know Um, but yeah like penny pritzker was like some cabinet member in obama's administration and um, there's like a trans one who's doing a bunch of stuff with that oh i know about that one the first trans millionaire yeah (laughs) i think her name is maybe jennifer pritzker
1: okay Um, interesting i didn't realize that about the governor of illinois (laughs) yeah
0: dude he's absolutely horrible just like one of the worst people Um. i think yeah i don't know i mean the
1: other i guess like the other thing about faking stuff at davos is like people like us are gonna talk about it and it makes us look crazy yeah do you know what I mean? So it's like, if they put out something that's like sort of fake, it just gives, it's kind of exactly like what you were saying, Tucker. Like it just gives us the, it, it gives like the, I guess, other side ammunition, but then it's just easy enough to make them look insane, you know?
2: Yeah. I think there might be something to that. I, I feel like a lot of the anti-vax stuff is is like that too. You know, it's like, it's like an actual Issue obviously, but just the they've like, I don't know. Do you guys feel like they've been like drumming it up like more
1: lately? Oh, yeah. I mean, have you guys seen all those videos of the people shaking and stuff?
2: Yeah, like what is that? Well,
1: that I is, haven't, I haven't seen that. What's the deal with that? Oh, like in the last, I would say maybe like eight to nine days, they've like had all these videos of people shaking. Saying that they started shaking after they got the vax, but then there's been like a huge like memification of it where there's like you know, like pictures of like porn stars, like where they cut out the actual sex and like they're shaking and they're like, This is what the, <laughs> this is like what the vax did to me, or like like so it's just been like like first there was a few videos of people saying the vax basically gave me parkinson's like symptoms and then there was like the internet was just flooded with like memes of people making fun of this like shaking you know
0: yeah yeah i have noticed that too with like um uh like you know these photos of like you know this doctor pulled out a 17 inch blood clot or whatever and they'll show it and you know um what's the other one uh oh like people talking about the shedding stuff
2: yeah um
0: and you know i have no idea at this point like my mind is like open to like anything potentially being real but like it does kind of feel like what you're saying like it's being used to kind of like delegitimize the anti-vax narrative.
1: Yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you. I mean, I don't know if you guys are on Twitter at the same time, but I'll send you guys some of those ones they're really, they're really funny because they're so absurd, but they do seem like the whole point is to make people like, yeah, like think that anyone who's complaining of vaccine side effects is like ridiculous, you know? It's weird. The the other thing about Davos, uh, I just sent you guys some videos if you want to, if you want to look at it. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. I pulled it up. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) There's like the one of the guy dancing anyway. Um, I've been watching that really closely, but like,
2: sorry, I think I just
1: did the audio. Um,
2: sorry. Continue. (laughs) It doesn't matter.
1: That is, that's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but the other thing that was interesting is there was a lot of people posting about how because they had everyone masked at Davos. And Wait, le- really? What, are you serious? Yeah. Oh so had- man, I missed that. It's weird. Yeah, so they had everyone masked inside and they also said that you had to take a covid test and if you got if you were covid positive, your wristband was deactivated so you weren't allowed to go to any of the events. Um so all the like covid um sites like all the like really intense covid people like like the i have long covid or whatever <laughs> like they've all been saying like do you see like the leaders the leaders know that it's a real real threat like why would they take all these precautions if they didn't know it was a real uh, threat uh, so it also that that's like the second those are the two bit the greta thunberg thing and then that are like the two biggest things i've seen about davos i guess is that they're masking And Greta Thunberg got arrested for, I guess, protesting the climate or something. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, and then I did. This was another, this was something that seems more like a rumor or like, I, you know, I haven't, I don't know how this would be like verified, but that going around that all the like super wealthy people flying to Davos hire wanted to hire um unvaccinated pilots for their private jets.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um and then I guess there was some this was sort of in response to this FAA thing where they were like changing the EKG requirements for the for uh you know, like airline pilots because they were having abnormal EKG, EKG results or something.
1: <laughs> so, what do, do airline pilots get EKGs before they go on? Like every time they board or something. I don't
0: think every time they board, but they maybe have like a annual physical or something. I don't know.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, it's
2: bizarre.
1: Yeah, and I guess the billionaires don't want the planes <laughs> to like.
0: Billionaires are like, I'm not fucking around with that. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> yeah I think that's honestly all I can really say about Davos I mean it's just uh yeah it's just that was those were the my biggest takeaways from it I guess the only other thing I saw that I don't know if you guys want want to comment on this but a lot of people were calling Greta Thunberg transphobic for her (laughs) dick joke
2: really (laughs) I actually missed that
0: wait what her (laughs) dick joke
1: (laughs) I guess because trans men who don't have penises, but I guess because they have like enlarged clitorises, like and that's what they call their penis, like because they're not they're not big, I guess. Um, people were saying that Greta Thunberg was transphobic for calling for, for you for doing a small dick joke. Oh boy. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> What do you guys think? Does it sound transphobic to you? I
2: mean, all you really need is the accusation. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) I mean, it was in reference to Andrew Tate, right? so yeah trans so i don't really see how that would be transphobic but
1: no no i know i'm just laughing at the whole
0: idea (laughs) it's it's so ridiculous um Um, but there also was a couple more so oh boy so you know like before covid in 2019 there was this event 201 that was like a weird kind of simulation exercise about a coronavirus pandemic. Uh-huh. And, you know, about how there would be like misinformation and anti vaxxers and, you know, all this stuff. Um, so that was apparently announced at Davos um, in 2019. And then this year, uh, the former treasury secretary of the treasury larry summers who also uh, worked for at goldman sachs which we all know is like deep state bank announced that um, the odds are in my view are better than 50-50 that there will be a covid scale problem within the next 15 years so just a heads
1: Threatening. up yeah <laughs> <laughs> But kind of like Tucker just said, like that's enough now, like just the threat like just just the threat of another pandemic will be enough to like, you know justify uh,
0: restrictions of some kind, you know, right, yeah, right well, that's all the the covid pandemic really was was like the possibility the threat of the possibility that like something really bad could happen. <laughs> if right. we didn't lock down and didn't whatever, you know. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, maybe we can close this Davos segment with a clip of some music that these international global elites were enjoying at the
2: Oh, uh, I think I saw.
0: forum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine sitting there masked?
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Yeah, and you can't see it, but sh- this woman who's singing is kind of like I don't even know, like spasming. Um so it's yeah, there's a visual component. Uh, as well, but that's the vibe at Davos, I guess. <laughs> Davos, yes.
1: it's in Switzerland, right? Correct. The most satanic country, anyway. <laughs> wow, that was a lot. I, I, I'm glad I didn't have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about the Madonna video now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, go off. It was It was so shocking. Well, okay. Let me. So my, I was watching with my boyfriend, and he was like, "Are these people famous?" <laughs> um, I was like, "Yeah, they're like really, really famous." I didn't like really wild, know
2: like how low the bar like seems to be. Like, I was thinking, watching that, like, didn't famous people like used to be like hot, like? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah my boyfriend who's a gen xer had like no idea who any of the people were and i was like well they're all like really famous i guess if you it, i don't know if you're sort on- of I mean, sort of so it was like diplo <laughs> jack, jack black i do think diplo saw it um amy schumer which is like why is she still anywhere oh my Wait. god It's crazy that she still has a career. Um, It was very ethnically diverse. Oh yeah. Bob, the drag queen was there. Um, Who was the other black guy? There was another black guy.
0: There was someone that seemed like a rapper or something, but I didn't oh, wow. I know who I, they were. I told my I told, I told my boyfriend it was Lil
1: Uzi, but I don't know if that's <laughs>
0: true. I have no idea who it was. Like, I don't know well, he has like face tats or something, so I'm guessing he's a rapper, but I really have no idea.
1: Oh no, that's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. That was Lil Wayne. Holy he was
2: wait, shit. he was in that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> I didn't realize that was him.
1: And he was. He, he was, looked like trans, sort of. Oh my god! He's only forty. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> he looked terrible. Yeah, he looks <laughs> terrible. That's so sad. I can't believe he's only forty. Wow. Um. And then there was that Meg Stoltzer, which she did not seem like she belonged there. <laughs> that that uh, I don't like, even know who that is. I
2: care. Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: She's like I. You wouldn't know if you weren't a gay man, but she. But she she's in this show called Hacks, um, and she did. I, oh, I, like I think I saw. I watched that show actually. She's the assistant. Oh, they're like the main character. No, no, no. The assistant, like the really, like the fat assistant of the guy.
0: Oh, oh okay, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't and recognize
1: she, her. She has these like YouTube videos where she's like, "Hi, gay," which gay guys think is funny. <laughs> and I feel stupid. It, like every time I try to explain something <laughs> online, out loud, I feel really retarded. Because I'm like,
0: Twitter is, sounds like it's it's really its own universe, sort of. I don't.
1: Oh, they're about to get. Different. They're about to get slammed because I've been reading about this uh, really crazy new an- antibiotic resistant gonorrhea. So that's about to be a whole. That's going to be a, another monkeypox. But that's beside the, the point of this uh, this Madonna video i think also Um, eric andre was there
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) his only contribution was like dip your balls in the sauce
1: (laughs) and who was the director that was there what was that guy's name the one who made them
0: all stand up and do that pose I don't know. I I couldn't even watch that much of it. I just skipped the end because you said that I had to to find out what it was for. But yeah, that's what we didn't even explain what this video actually is. So it's an. Uh, I guess she's going to go on a world tour. Um, and, oh yeah, we were really bad at explaining this. this is not- <laughs> yeah, But basically it was just all these people that we listed that looked really kind of like um like worn um and sort of like pharmaceutically enhanced if you can call it really consider it enhanced as well as like surgically enhanced and they're sitting around like a huge table and basically playing truth or dare for some reason yeah that's what's
1: happening <laughs> at the end amy schumer dares madonna to go on a world tour and that's what that's what it becomes revealed that the you know (laughs) the whole the whole video is about but it was really like i was thinking about it because it was like i i didn't even i was really trying to figure out like what my take on it was it seemed really dark to me i agree that everyone was really juvedermed like fillered out and so that was <laughs> yeah. that, that was upsetting and disturbing and they started with a a rim job joke which i felt oh, like it was
2: so gross <laughs>
1: it was so gross it was so disgusting and it immediately put me in like a really and i don't think that that should be talked about in polite company at all like I feel feel
0: very strongly about that. Um, And as someone who kind of appreciates, like, lowbrow humor, yeah, just, like, wasn't, I don't know, Amy Schumer? I don't know. It was also weird because it was, this is, like, a big
1: theory. I've talked about this on the pod before, um, A, but and I don't know how you identify sexually, Tucker, but (laughs) I don't think any heterosexual woman rims her partner. That's, like, a theory I have. And I felt like... I feel like jokes like that try to, like, normalize that. Like, that's happening all the time, and I just don't think it is.
2: Yeah, I can say as a heterosexual woman, I have never done that. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's what I'm saying. And it's, like, there's all these, like, weird media jokes about it. Like, it's, like, it's almost like they want to be, like, this is a normal, like thing that like is happening all the time but I'm like I am almost exclusively friends with heterosexual women or at least women who primarily have sex with men and they would never ever ever do that to a, to a, a guy so I don't know I just it was weird that it opened with that because that's just like this through trend I realize like in female comedy it's like oh I, I rim my husband ha 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 and i'm like no you don't i don't believe i don't believe that you do that um so yeah and then the all of their like truth or dares were like really juvenile i mean they were all just like stupid sex stuff right like there was nothing that interesting
2: Yeah, no, it was definitely all like stupid sex stuff. And they're all like way too old to be (laughs) doing any of that. Like it was very much like, I don't know, something you would do like, I don't know, when you're like 19 or like in college or but they're all like
1: 40 or above. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, some of them were sixty. Like Madonna sixty like Jack Black has gotta be up there too. I mean, he can't be that young.
0: Oh, I forgot about Jack Black. I kind of appreciated his energy, honestly. He didn't really like do much, which I feel like is not like usually. He's sort of, you know, uh, somewhat of an attention whore. Yeah, he did take his shirt off, and that's <laughs> okay. I guess I and did want and little
1: and Lil Wayne did suck Madonna's nipples in the video.
0: <laughs> so he just okay.
1: skip past certain things that
0: happened, um, <laughs> yeah. and
1: he also made out with Madonna.
0: I did see um, that.
1: Which I can't imagine. And I what. saw
0: him deep throat a champagne bottle or something. Oh uh, that was Bob the Drag
1: Queen. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you're such a sweet guy. It's so funny. You're just like you're just like you barely do you even know who Bob the Drag Queen I, is? No. No. Probably not. He he was a random person to be there too. I was like, this I thought that guy was like but I guess Madonna's, fan. I guess she, a lot of the people were like only gay, like Meg Stalter, that, the one who's in Hacks, like she's only gay famous. And I guess Madonna's, that's like Madonna's audience base, you know?
0: I mean, I guess this was clearly just an attempt to like get millennials aware of her tour, I guess. But didn't really, gener- I guess I'm not the, the, the demographic they're going after. <laughs>
1: Well, I texted pool house and said that I thought it was satanic. And I stand by that. I, <laughs> yeah. I know, I know people think I'm saying it too much, but, um, I think it's true. And hold on. I'm going to send you, did you guys see her Vogue? Oh, no, you didn't. Why am I even asking? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to send you guys a few, two more pictures I want you to look at because this is her recent Vogue shoot. She's always been doing shit like this though, so it's not that surprising. But it's like I just sent them. Just look at them really quick. Um I, I know that she's always done the like religious blasphemy thing, but it's
2: so gross though. Like it wasn't gross before. Like, wasn't it like hot before? I, I don't yeah, know.
1: Like... <laughs> like she made out with like hot Jesus. And now it's like obese people like like (laughs) engorging themselves you know oh boy wow it's very
2: repulsive
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was so repulsive i also just i i can't i mean i'm sure madonna's gonna put on like a good a good show but it just one thing that made me that made me i guess i don't know i guess i'm gonna be the gay guy with an opinion on this like I felt like Madonna was, like, so known for being transgressive, but, like, watching that, you know, um... Like, watching that clip, it's, like, the least transgressive thing I can imagine. It's, like, this, like, multicultural table of, like, really woke (laughs) celebrities making jokes about, like, butt sex. And actually, it would have been way more transgressive if Madonna had been, like, I don't know, in, like, a... <laughs> a really tasteful like button up suit and like I don't know, like it's like it's like it's funny that like she kind of created this culture that's like hypersexualized, but it's like not trans it doesn't feel transgressive anymore, which is kind of what I think you're saying, Tucker. Like it used to be it used to be hot and now it's gross because it's like what was transgressive is now weirdly like mainstream. Is that theory holding for anyone or?
2: (laughs) No, I think, I think that that's right. It's, it's so, it's like, everything's just sort of inverted, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel. And that's why I feel like there's so much interest in like, you know, people are like, like kind of like the red scare people. There's so much like weird interest in being, um, Even if it's just aesthetic, even if it's not, like, sincere, there's, like, interest in being, like, you know, what's the word? Modest.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, being modest really is kind of transgressive at this point.
1: Yeah, I think it is, which is weird. Yeah, it Um, is
2: really weird. (laughs) (laughs)
1: because i don't yeah so it's like being modest not talking about licking your boyfriend's asshole like all of that (laughs) stuff is like like it's like being it's like it's why being like i guess a you know a trad like catholic is like transgressive now which is so weird to me but that's that's why and and that's and that's what was depressing to me about the video is i was like Madonna is just, she's not doing that. She's not being, she's not, she can't find a way to be transgressive anymore. Like she's totally lost, you know?
2: Yeah. There's just like nowhere like left to go. Or I mean, I mean, I guess she could, but, but she can't. Like, I, I think it's impossible essentially for like a mainstream celebrity to be transgressive at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, who even is remotely i don't even know i can't think of anyone I can't think even, of anyone yeah really, who's yeah. Who, I would, who i would think of as like even remotely transgressive i all. mean the
0: only thing i can think of is people like uh like joe rogan or dave chappelle or something like that who people get mad at for like being anti-vax or like anti-trans or whatever but
1: oh yeah that's what we're left <laughs> with you know it's yeah, like
0: i know it's like jk rowling but it's like i don't think she was really ever that transgressive like that was almost like part of her just brand you know what i mean like she was just like hot and kind of like overtly sexual if that can be considered transgressive then i guess
2: well, well, she
0: was I like heard blasphemous
1: like yeah yeah the the church stuff was really blasphemous i think when it first came out i mean i wasn't like an adult then so i don't know but at least the way it's been talked about i think that like the church stuff was really controversial. what did she
0: do i i don't even know so mean
1: what was the church stuff she like danced in front of like burning crosses a lot oh <laughs> there was like a whole, there was like a whole album about that which is interesting because it's kind of like white supremacy yeah
0: um. interesting imagery yeah <laughs> she, made out out with she made out
1: with yeah she made out with Jesus in one of her videos um okay yeah so there were some like oh her, one of her biggest songs was about uh the Papa Don't Preach video, oh, yeah. yeah, where she's where she's in confession and she tells the priest she's gonna keep her baby, not give her baby up for adoption, <laughs> even though she's like an unwed mother, and she was raised Catholic. So I mean, I think some some of it was like, you know, before she was totally like sucked into the machine. Probably some of it was like a genuine rebellion against her, yeah. you know, upbringing or whatever.
0: Yeah. like like your comment about the the modesty thing being kind of transgressive that it's actually something i was thinking about that i kind of appreciate about um talkers like like twitter posts is that i mean maybe modesty is like not the right word but i guess just sort of like unironic and it's I don't know if, if that's like intentional or not, or I'm just like reading that into it, but I, I find it very refreshing. Um, and like, even I, I, fi- I like, you know, could just lean into, you know, irony and sarcasm and everything. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just always refreshing to me when there's someone who's like not kind of just falling back on that sort of crutch, I guess.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: I don't know.
1: I'm sincerity style, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, that's, it's interesting that sincerity is like, (laughs) just being honest about how you feel about things, you know? (laughs) It's, it is hard though. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's, everything is so drenched in so much irony. I'm, I'm totally trapped in it half the time too, you know?
0: Um, I mean, everything's so ridiculous. It's hard to like escape that like mentality.
1: Yeah. um, It definitely is. Um, We can, you know, I want to, because you know what I really want to get to that I forgot that we talked about is the people weren't meant to be global thing. But do we want to, do we want to start with this? Do we want to do like a little bit
0: on the statue? (laughs) The statue is. Yeah, there's there's a, I think there's a lot to be said about the statue.
1: Well, I mean, the thing I found so shocking about how hideous it is, is that like, obviously, Twitter is just flooded with like racism right now. And I'm like, did they think this was gonna like be a solution to that?
0: <laughs> well, here again, before we start talking about it, for our listeners who may or may not be aware of this, or know what we're talking about. I guess for MLK Day, um, in Boston, they unveiled this new statue that's supposed to commemorate uh, MLK Day, and basically, it's sort of—I guess—it's supposed to be like a, a, a two sets of disembodied arms, like hugging each other. But yes. it looks insane, and like from one angle, people are saying it looks ca- like a bald man, like eating pussy and then from another angle it looks like a woman's arms like sort of caroling carrying like a giant gigantic cock <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and regardless of like what you think it actually looks like i think most people agree that it just looks fucking crazy and like not really like good at all so yeah you know carry on Cue. <laughs> that's it I mean you, you described
1: it well I just I just think it was like I don't know I mean they spent 10 million dollars on it <laughs>
2: oh my god did you guys see the photograph that it was based on yes like it's so dumb like there's yeah there's like a photograph of you know them like embracing and they could have just made that
0: yeah. but instead
2: they just did the arms it's so weird
1: it's actually a sweet photograph like it would have it would have made a fine
0: sculpture, really. Like, yeah, like just beautiful inspiration, but the execution is just bizarre, frankly. They both look really happy in it. They both
1: look, I think, younger than they even were. It's a good photo. It's just it's just um, yeah, it's 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 really bizarre. um, I'm wondering if, like, you know, there's all these <laughs> there's all these rumors about like how when they release the mlk tapes he's gonna like come across like really bad or something and i'm like i i'm always looking for conspiracies i know i know i know <laughs> but it's just like i'm like is this like the is this like the beginning of the tarnishing of his his reputation but then i'm like i don't even really believe the government like wh- why do i actually think the government's gonna release i i don't know like like why am I even buying into this narrative that there's some tapes they've been holding on to and they're going to release it at some, at some point or whatever. Like
0: I feel stupid for even believing that, but I thought about that a little bit. Yeah. I don't think they really have anything on him other than I know I supposedly J Edgar Hoover was like wiretapping his phone calls and stuff and has, uh, you know, like recordings of him, like cheating on his wife and stuff, which okay. I mean, (laughs) that seems like pretty par for the course yeah
2: (laughs) totally like everyone knows about that i think
0: yeah 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 i mean like what could they have on him that he was like secretly a white supremacist or something (laughs) like what i mean well, like Tuck, like Tucker said, I mean,
1: all they need is an like what, an accusation, you know.
0: <laughs> it just doesn't. He was sense. transphobic. <laughs> 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 they
1: could say they could say he sexually misconducted <laughs> someone and just leave it really vague, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of you know. They just did. I mean, not that I'm like I don't give a shit about this guy and I think he he is a piece of shit, but. They just did a Kavanaugh documentary and I was like, oh, did they like cause it just got released at Sundance and I was like, oh, did they find something new? Or and it's like, nope, same it's the same thing. <laughs> they <laughs> just did a documentary about that same which is like, which is bad. And but I'm just like, I was like, you know, it is so interesting how how much how much leverage they can get out of like a single, you know. <sighs> i don't know whatever anyway Uh, the statue's hideous and that's all there really
0: is to say about it well i think i mean to me if anything it's more just like you know same as like the fucking paper straws and like all this shit it's just part of the psychological warfare where they're trying to grind us down and like humiliating us by telling us that they're like honoring this american hero with this like ridiculous like but ugly stat vulgar like a abstract statue that no one likes
2: it, maybe it's sort of part of this like desire to like flatten everything like it kind of reminds me of like the you know like the corporate memphis style with all the like flat people that they put on like hr um communications like you guys know what i'm talking about no no um oh god i'm trying to think of like an example you it just sort of like um maybe the corporate memphis but like um they do this with like fast food restaurants like decor you know where it's like <laughs> they take like you know something that had like bright shiny colors and they just make it look sort of like a gray box like it's just kind of part of this like minimalism
1: trend, oh, just uh, sort of like, uh, yeah let me just google it. i know what you're talking about okay
2: yeah okay cool yeah um so i guess it's sort of just like part of part of that, just like, you know, take this like warm, like lovely photograph and just like reduce it to like these arms, which then, you know, looks like a giant penis. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the New York Times, which I know, you know, the New York crimes, but they just did this, <laughs> they just did this whole piece that I thought was kind of interesting. And it was like, guess which city like the this street is in. And it was kind of like making the point that like how many how much new build is just looks exactly the same. You know? Um and yeah, that was it really. I mean, I just scrolled through it and like tried to guess, but it was like you couldn't guess, you know?
2: Yeah, I believe it.
1: Because so much of like new building just looks exactly the same everywhere. Like I was in Austin last year and like that was a city that like when I lived in it 10 years ago, like I I could definitely be downtown and like know I was like in downtown Austin and I I did not feel that way this time. You know, I was like, I could be literally anywhere. <laughs> I could be in I could be in Cleveland. I could be in I just it just looked like a generic, you know. Oh interesting. Yeah, or like in New York, there's this whole big section now called Hudson Yards and like that 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 area very much feels like that. It's like it doesn't feel like New York. It feels like it could truly be anywhere. So I like don't the know.
0: weird kind of like fake industrial like vibe it's even worse it's just like giant
1: glass like glass buildings huh. you know interesting that's that's like kind of what it looks like it's like square boxy glass like everywhere
2: yeah it's just like low energy architecture
1: yeah and ironically right in the middle of Hudson yards was this like weird modern art sculpture they set up which like you were supposed to be able to climb these stairs and go to the top but like the second they opened it people just began throwing themselves off of it and killing themselves like a lot like a lot of people (laughs) i mean like a significant amount for like the two weeks you were allowed to actually walk up the stairs um so they just immediately closed it um which is (laughs) really depressing to think about but I mean, I think it just shows that, like, yeah, it's, like, this, these places are, like, yeah, it's just, it, it is demoralizing. It is meant to make everything kind of, like, ugly. Um, And I feel like if, like, the Matt Iglesias's of the world had their way, like, that's what, like, every city would be like, you know?
2: Yeah, totally.
1: But I don't want to sound like I'm siding with, like, the... Uh, Greek statue accounts either
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
1: like i I find them just as cringe as Matthew, matt Iglesias. I'm like, can't we just like I think it's possible we can make like things that aren't like old European villages that are still beautiful like i I have to believe that, you know,
2: yeah, they're both views are just really like memeified and like restrictive, I think
1: yeah i mean i've I'm sure that someone somewhere is building like. You know, beautiful custom homes for people who are rich enough to afford them. That has to be happening. Um, so I wanna (laughs) I wanna talk about the and I think maybe you got this idea from something Tucker posted, um, A, but I I like the idea that we're not meant I I wanted to talk about the we're not meant to be global thing uh cuz i was i've been thinking about this a lot because well a few things happened i canceled my a trip that i was going to take to la that i didn't even really know why i was going to do <laughs> i just was like i was like i should go somewhere else maybe i'll go to la like i, I the new lana album's coming out like <laughs> i don't know it just seemed like something like good to do and then i was like no i don't want to spend the money on that And then, um, not to reference them twice in the same episode, but Red Scare was talking about how (laughs) they actually hate traveling. Um, and they often feel really disappointed by, uh, travel experiences. And I, I, and I felt that way when I went to Prague last summer, like, I felt like I was in like a giant, like I was at Disney world or something. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I was just being kind of like directed through like a, beaten like a very beaten path <laughs> yeah uh, that
2: makes sense like sort of just like an artificial kind of like touristy sort of experience
1: yeah and I couldn't break out of it no matter how much I, I try like you know what I mean like no matter what I did I was like oh I'll go down this street like I just couldn't I couldn't seem to get away from like feeling like that um and I don't know I don't know I actually didn't even read your tweet Tucker but I think you tweeted I think you tweeted something like, we're not meant to be global. And that's what gave A the idea. So what do you think? What did you mean by that? If you want to elaborate a little bit?
2: Oh, sure. I mean, I was just thinking like, it's just, it's like rough to be like, I don't know, so like deracinated, you know, it's like, my family just like lives in like all of these like different places. And I want everyone to just live in the same place. But you know, they don't. And it's a bummer. And I don't know. I think that that stresses people out. Like I was just like thinking about you know the Dunbar number and how you know people are just sort of like geared to like live in like a village and know fifty people or something. And instead, we're like all spread out and we have like the internet, so we just like know way too many people, way too many things like going on like in our minds. But we're also just like all detached, you know, from from the people that we would normally be closer to.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it it it's sort of related to this like breakdown of just kind of identity or I don't know if that's the right word, but like feeling a place in the world.
2: Yeah. Like roles. For yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah. Where it's like, you can just like do anything anywhere and be f- where you're from. Doesn't matter. And who you like, the people you grew up with don't matter. You can just go somewhere else completely different. They don't do anything the same way, but that's fine. And I don't know. I mean, Just sort of, like, fragmenting everything. I don't know. I'm just, like, ranting, but...
2: I think that's right, though. And I think that it has, like, you know, it has a cost for for people. I think it takes the toll, even if you don't maybe, like, think about it directly, you know?
1: I mean, I... Yeah, I think about it a lot because I live in, you know, a metro area of, like, 20 million people. But I'm, like, at any given time... I mean, obviously over over the course of the time I've lived here, like my social group has changed a lot because people kind of what you're referencing, Tucker, like people move in and they move out and they go everywhere and they change. And, but like at any given time, it's like, I'm really only associating with like, what, like eight to 15 people like tops in this like giant vast sea of people. Um, And I don't want more people. I'm just saying it's like, It's a weird, alienating feeling. And I used to, like, kind of look down, you know, there's a group of people that I went to college with who all, you know, stayed, like, kind of in our college town and, like, all lived near each other and, like, they never left. And I was, like, I used to sort of, like, look down on them. But, like, you know, now they're all in their, like, 30s and, like, some of them are having kids. And I'm, like, God, that's kind of, like, nice, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm like, they, they like all are sort of like uh, kind of like around each other. And like, I'm like, what did I really gain from this like giant move across the country? I mean, I'm happy that I met my partner, of course, and all of that. But it's like, um, yeah, it's like, we feel like we're almost like, like in America, at least like culturally taught to feel sad for people who like, like there's like kind of like the joke about the townie or the... Mm -hmm. You know, that's like a trope in movies, like, oh, all the lame people back in your college town. Like, that's like a a thing that gets made fun well, of a lot. But. I think
0: there's also like an element back to what you were saying about Austin or even like what downtown New York or whatever, you, where it's like now like anywhere you go just kind of feels like anywhere else. Like when you're travel you know, it's not really in it's like, okay. I can get French bread at any grocery store I go to. So, like, if I go to France, it's like I'm not, you know what I mean. There's nothing like special about like actually going somewhere else because it's all just like accessible from anywhere else. Yeah, no, it is. It's true. Um, it's like it erases the the culture, like any to- type of like non global culture.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're necessarily hitting on something like brand new, like there's plenty of novels written in like the fifties and sixties about like the artificiality. I mean, like, that's kind of what the talented Mr. Ripley is about, like the artificiality of like travel and all that. But I mean, like, I think it's more than just the artificiality of travel. It's like, it's just how it's becoming more and more homogenous. Um, I think that's like kind of what we're talking about. (laughs) Um, And I also feel like my family is super fractured and all over the place. And like the people I care about are super fractured and all over the place. And it's like, I don't, I don't actually know that I'm better off because I like moved away, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um And I don't think that people really talk about that that much. So I don't know. It's, it is interesting. I was also just thinking about how like, we're not meant to know. I also took your tweet or idea based on your tweet as like, uh, we're not meant to know so many people's thoughts.
2: No, (laughs) we're really not. I, I really do think that that just drives people like insane. Like I think about that a lot, like, you know, with the just sort of like men versus women discourse, like, you know the sexes like used to be like you know relatively segregated, and people probably just didn't know like any of that stuff. And I'm sure that they were much happier for it.
1: They were. I think they were. I I don't I don't think all of this. Yeah, I don't know. I, everyone knowing what everyone thinks and feels <laughs> about everything is is really kind of like unhelpful generally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like everything else. It's like overload, information overload. (laughs) And the urge to, like, overshare. Like, I feel like,
1: um, you know, I'm a millennial and I I feel like our generation was really kind of like the overshare generation, you know?
2: Yeah, I'm part of the problem, I'll
1: admit it. I'm I'm 100% part of the problem. Like, I immediately meet someone new and I'm like, here are all my traumas. Here are all my issues. Like you know, like I, I just want to be very upfront with you. Um, and it's like you know, I don't think that's healthy. I, I don't think that's a healthy way of interacting with people. Like I think, and we, and it's so weird because we were taught that that is like the only healthy way, right? Like right. Honest, honesty at all costs. Um, but I, I actually think it's it's probably better to have a close knit circle that you maybe share with and then probably even appropriate to have some things that are kind of like just for you just for you i mean in many
0: cases honest like complete honesty is not like the best like even like morally i would say just not like the best move
1: (laughs) no i mean imagine like we're all in like relationships like imagine if you were just like utterly honest at all times yes exactly
2: (laughs) There'd nice. be some
1: conflict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not the best way to be. Um, and I've been like re-watching girls and I've been thinking about how like that that was such a like uh that was such an overshare show, you know. Oh that yeah. Like, that was like kind of what it was all about. It was like yeah.
2: She captured so much with that. Like I rewatched that recently and I feel like it's even better now than it was like when it was on.
1: No, it's a really smart show. And I, I don't I think that now that I'm watching it at this age, it's like I'm I'm not um it's not aspirational. It's, no. it's, it's <laughs> like really mock, it's like really mocking these people. Um and it's mocking me, like it's mocking the way like <laughs> me and my friends were uh-huh. at that age. You I know think
2: that's why it made everybody so mad, honestly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But it's very honest it's very honest about things that i I think are yeah it's very it's making fun of these people. It's very honest about sex in a way that I've like never seen another show really um depict, you know um like how incredibly awkward and weird sex can be um and it's it's just uh it's really honest about this like constant oversharing, you know. And yeah, I totally agree the segregation of the sexes was probably <laughs> was probably better for heterosexual people in some um,
0: spheres for sure. Like like dude, I, I'm a firm believer having gone through okay, showers like wedding showers, bridal shower, what baby shower, any type of social shower like this should not be like it should be women only. I it's for women it's not for men men are miserable they don't want to be a part of that it's not special you know it's just very uncomfortable I think yeah, yeah. I, I agree <laughs> I
1: agree with that too I also think that like as sort of this weird intermediary of like someone because at being gay I can kind of like inhabit both male and female spaces like mm-hmm. you don't think that women need to I don't think it matters is what I'm saying like I don't think women need to hear the way like men sometimes talk when they're just around and I'm not saying that as like as like uh condoning it or anything but I'm like I think it's just like probably fine that that's like something mostly young men like they say really vulgar things when they're just with each other and it's probably just better that women don't hear that ever you know like we don't, we don't need to like blow the lid off on that, you know?
0: Um, so I don't know. Those are, those are two examples yeah. I can think of. And I think they're like, yeah, like there can just be different types of social situations. Some that are like, I don't know, for whatever reason, kind of only exist among like male only, so even just like talking with my guy friends, like my wife will be like, oh, like, what did you guys talk about? <laughs> and it's like we, we didn't really like talk about any you know i don't know we were just like basically like saying stupid shit and like trying to make each other laugh you know like i feel like it's just different that way
1: uh hanging out with men like all straight guys and being the only gay guy is like really boring because it is like that like what you <laughs> um and hanging out with women is I think more fun but also can be much more exhausting
0: yeah I
2: was just thinking that probably more exhausting <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it's very it's like, low key though that's what I'm saying that's what it's like you don't it's like low stress no it's nice
1: I mean I remember when I was like in college and just being like stoned around straight guys and I'm like wow like everyone is just like kind of just playing this video game I guess <laughs> for like for like, s- for, like seven hours <laughs> and like <laughs> and then, like, and like every once in a while, like saying something like, "What do you guys want to like order a pizza or what?" Like, you know, like, it's like, nothing is really going on. And then being around like women and and like, of course, loving women so much. I love women. I, same, you
0: know, like, same. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I I love being around them. But it's like, uh yeah, sometimes it was just like we're doing a lot of deep processing, and we could maybe do a little less. Like, you know.
2: Yeah, no, I, yeah, <laughs> sometimes um, being, like, just part of, like, a female group of friends can just, yeah, be be a lot,
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's true, yeah, I mean, it's it's also funny, I don't know, one thing I've observed, again, as sort of an outsider to both these groups, Tucker, is that, like, there can be a group of female friends, but, like, not every girl in the group is friends with all the other girls, like, do you know what I mean? There's, like, kind yeah. of, There could be, like,
0: frenemies, like, within the group. Oh,
2: absolutely, yeah. (laughs)
0: There's just a lot more, like, interpersonal drama in general, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. But I also think they're just... I just think that women are more open to, like... Yeah, they're more in touch with their feelings. And one thing I've noticed about a lot of guys is it takes a lot for them to actually even understand like what they are feeling.
2: (laughs) I think a lot of them like don't until they get a girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. I think they actually don't understand what they're feeling. And I think that like women, it's nice, it's nice that they like and kind of intuitively do actually understand (laughs) what like, what they're feeling. Whereas, like, guys, it takes them a long time to even, like, understand, like, what's going on in their own emotional lives. Yeah. Um, Just kind gay of guys. act like oh, you yeah. don't have
0: feelings or something.
1: You're supposed to act that way, but yeah. I also think it's like, you know, yeah, I, I agree with Tucker. Like once they get girlfriends, that's the first person they really uh-huh. uh kind of talk to about stuff like that. Which is why A, I think you you've been lucky having been such a serial monogamist your whole life. It's why yeah. you're it's why you're more in touch with your feelings than most. <laughs> <Perhaps>. <laughs> Most straight dudes, because you've been in a
0: relationship like essentially since you were like 16, you know, Uh, or perhaps my amazing emotional insight is why I've been (laughs) a serial, why you've been in a relationship for so long, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Gay guys are a whole other, they are sinister and terrifying, though. I will (laughs) say. Like gay guys in their, uh, like in the wild, like on their own, they're like, they're like really scary. (laughs) It's kind of like the worst of like, it's like the worst of women and the worst of men combined. They really shouldn't be allowed to be just them very much, you know?
2: Yeah, it's,
1: like, the cunning sort of, like, and also, like, the ruthlessness. Like, it is so ruthless. It's, like, all the worst stuff. It's, like, the vulgar, ruthless, but also, like, the, the frenemy thing. And, like, yeah, it's just, it's hard. It's hard to have a healthy group of gay male friends. It's really, really difficult. And they're all sleeping with each other or have at one point, you know, so that adds a whole other awful element to it. Um, So, yeah, I'm, I'm really against gays being allowed to gather. I think forced gay
0: integration.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think they should be, I think they should be integrated further and, and they should only have like certain, you know, like we shouldn't allow them to have too much like gatherings, like spaces and spots Um, because it's, it's bad. It's bad for society.
0: Wow. Um, overall. Overall. I feel like you could definitely get canceled over this take. Maybe that's like the one well it's funny
1: because like i'm now part of like you know i guess like dissident gay twitter um and i'm like i'm like actually like friends with some of these people now like we like have like long like pool house you know (laughs) like we like text back and forth all the time um and i like it because i well first off we're like all older none of us are like super young so i think that that takes some of that away but, but also I'm like, I wonder what it would be like if pool house and I were in the same, were like in the same gay group. Like, would we, be, <laughs> would we be able to be this like chill, you know, like, or would some other weird, uh, probably now we would, but gay guys you've known since you were young, like, it's hard to be, you always have like the, maybe, maybe women have this too. You always have your like awful years where you were like competing over guys and stuff, you know?
2: Yeah, I, I think there's definitely some of that, and then sometimes, like with people like that that you've known for a long time, I think you sort of sometimes like revert back to like I don't know, just like a
1: familiar pattern. Totally, a fami- uh, yeah, a familiar toxic pattern. Yeah. Um, I guess we could end on the Martha Stewart uh commercial.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh, sorry, I did not mean to play it out loud. Um. Yeah, does someone want to describe it? Maybe Tucker, you could describe this one because A and yeah. I have described a lot of the other stuff, if you don't mind.
2: Sure. Um, she's in her kitchen and what does she say? Um, I'm, I'm so bad at describing things. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and she's talking about how, you know, you have to be protected by the booster, whatever. But then she's, like, got this katata and, like, slices this pineapple. I don't know. It's it's just, it's very bizarre. I don't know if that really gets across, <laughs> but.
1: <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. She's sharpening the, I guess, the katata. Is yeah, okay, it? yeah. Sort of, yeah, like,
0: menacingly, like. Sharp <laughs> That's a
2: very strange a, vibe on a, <laughs> on
0: a grindstone or whatever yeah and she's like talking about how like we need protection from you know <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to be protected
1: uh yeah and then she shows that she had the shot she yeah, shows yeah, she reveals the like lifts band-aid. up her sleeve yeah but yeah. so she probably cute. hasn't actually had it but oh she's, for sure not dude she's just showing that she had it um all right first question uh a martha stewart at 80 one <laughs> or zero on the binary would, would you would you, would you see, 80 how
0: old is she now she's 80 uh, now she, she's is she 80 really now? 80? what yeah. no she's... this q this is misinformation no she's 80 i'm not kidding <laughs> She's well-preserved.
2: She looks really wow. good, honestly. She is I mean,
0: I, I, I would have to say she's a one. <laughs> she's 81 years old. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I really didn't know that. I thought she was like 65, maybe.
2: I kind of thought of her that way, too. Like, I feel like yeah. she's just kind of been 65 in my mind yeah. for like 15 yeah. years. I, mean, I she know. looks
0: pretty good. <laughs> you know, she does look really damn. good.
2: She doesn't have, like, a plastic surgery base, really. Like, she looks like... She's looked, I don't know. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think she's probably takes really, really good care of her like skin and stuff. And she's yeah. been to prison. That's <laughs> true. And she's from Jersey. Two things that should not make her look that good, you know? <laughs> she's from like our oil and petrochemical refinery state, and she's been to prison. <laughs> um, she didn't probably spend that much that long. No, it, so. no. And I'm sure. Um, club <laughs> there's there's nice parts of jersey too i don't know um i don't know what to think of it i mean i guess no one's getting the booster so they're trying to pull out like the big guns but i yeah and I, I, I think
0: it was almost like a it reminded me of like when elmo like shilled the bags um, oh i think Sesame i missed Street. that but oh um, really yeah like, yeah they're like i elmo's protecting others or whatever you know yeah and uh and, yeah, so it kind of reminded me of that, but, like, for boomers. um, Yeah, I guess so. Like Martha Stewart, sort of like the, just like a beloved figure of the generation, shilling the back. Yeah,
2: she has a lot of credibility, I feel like.
0: Uh-huh.
1: She's done some pharma stuff before, too, I think. Yeah, I, have a, I feel like she's also, like, done
0: some other, like, pharmaceutical ads. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was, well, she had to stop insider trading.
1: So.
2: Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, it must have, like, something to,
1: like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think her in- insider trading scandal, though, had to do with pharma. Hold on. Uh, yeah, hold it, it very well might have. Yep.
0: Oh, my she, God. Are you serious?
1: Yeah, she sold um, 3,928 shares of I'm Clome Systems, which is a biopharmaceutical company. Yeah.
0: Dedicated oh to developing
1: God. bio... It's an oncology company, so for cancer. Based in Jersey. See? She's she still had her. She, she knows where her, her corrupt roots are. Wow.
0: That's too much, man. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, I knew she'd done some other... I think she's also been in some other pharmaceutical commercials. I don't think this is her first. Um, I mean, I'm sure it pays well, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to... I, I don't have a whole lot to, to say about the... I, I just think it's like a, yeah, kind of like a pretty blatant attempt to like attempt to get people to get this bivalent
0: booster that really no one's getting.
1: That's all. It, I mean, that's really all it seems like.
0: Yeah, I honestly just thought it was, like, funny and kind of, like, just ridiculous, like, almost pathetic or something. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, the problem with, like, what happened with COVID, I think, at this point, is that everyone has realized that essentially everyone who died was really old, you know? And all those, like, news stories about, like, bodies piling up in the morgue and stuff, which, like, I do think to some extent happened, were because, like, Cuomo just
0: let it rip in the nursing homes. Well, he sent all the, yeah, the the COVID-positive old people back to the nursing homes.
1: Right. So it was, like, a
0: manufacturer. And they were, like, putting everyone on the ventilators and giving them oh, rem- yeah. remdesivir and, um giving them like multiple organ failure basically and telling everyone who tested positive to COVID to like go to the hospital and get treatment. So,
1: Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, they were like, yeah, they like created this like, yeah, And I think now people have like realized, I mean, there's like, because I mean, think about it. Like, do you, do either of you know anyone who knows someone who died of COVID? No, like, I, I don't know.
2: I don't think so.
1: No, the one person I can think of is I have a friend whose ninety nine year old grandpa she told me died of COVID, which I'm not saying. I mean, I'm, I was just like, okay, well, I mean, at ninety nine, like a strong wind, sure,
0: right, yeah, no, like no doubt, COVID killed people, you know, but people <laughs> who who were very old or or in other ways ill and essentially like on the verge of death.
1: Yeah, but it's so interesting that, like, something that, like, was supposed to be such a huge crisis, like, I don't know anyone who even really knows anyone who died of COVID. So I think that that, like... Right. I don't know. It's like <laughs> that sort of makes it really difficult to sell people on like a fourth booster. Right. Well, right. No.
2: Like even the people who, like, you know, the science trusters and whatever, nobody's really scared of it anymore. Right. Like, if pressed, you know, they might say, like, oh, it's, a, you know, a real problem and it's not over. But <laughs> nobody's actually scared. You know, so there's not really any motivation to, you know, get this booster
1: no, no one's really scared of it. And the, and the, well, everyone
0: got it. Everyone got vaccinated. They were told that if you got vaccinated, you would never get it. And then everyone got it. So it's like, what you know, what is there to be afraid of at this point?
1: Yeah. And now there's like kind of this annoying bifurcation on Twitter that I I personally find annoying where there's like one side of Twitter is like, you're going to die in like a year if you got the vax. And then the other side of Twitter (laughs) is like, if you've had COVID, you're going to have like multi, multi organ failure, um, you know, in a year as well. Like 20% and, chance of long COVID or whatever. Yeah. You know. And it's like, and I think if you want my take, I think like both sides are like, a, a like extremist and absurd. Like my guess is the Vax is bad for you, but probably not any more bad for you than a lot of other shit we put in our bodies. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. So I'm not saying it's good for you or that there aren't these like that people didn't die because of it. But I'm just kind of like, it's probably like a similar level of risk of as like many things that we put in our bodies. And then like COVID, I think is probably on the grand scale of viruses like somewhere in the middle in the sense that like it can cause some harm particularly if you're old but is is probably like a largely harmless virus so that's how i feel i think both sides are being a little histrionic about it
2: yeah i completely agree i think that they're mirror images of each other and it's yeah, from both sides, it's like, oh, there's this apocalypse, and, like, no, there's not, because if there was, we wouldn't have time to talk about it, you know, bodies would be dropping in the streets, like, it's just, it's not to that level, so we don't need to worry to that level, like, we just don't.
1: No, and, like, worrying about, like, what something, like, it's, like, people, like, one thing I find, I found interesting about the way both sides talk about, you know, the whole thing is, like, it's, like, you should be really, really worried about, like, the long-term consequences of, like, you know, uh, these things. Like, the vaccine or getting this illness or whatever. And it's, like, actually, like, what you really should be worried about, which no one talks about, is, like, the only thing you can really control is, like, your lifestyle. Like, what you eat and, like, how much you exercise. And that's, like, the only thing I really think can move the needle. And even that I don't think moves the needle that much.
2: That's like productive worry though. It's like, Oh, you know, I'm worried about my diet. You can change your diet. Honestly, I think worrying about the vax after you've already got it is just completely retarded. Like (laughs) you can't change it. You're going to stress yourself out. If anything, you're going to make yourself sick. by Worrying like, it's just dumb. Like, just don't worry about it. Even if something bad happens to you, are you going to be like, Oh, I'm so glad that I worried about it. (laughs) No point.
1: (laughs) it's so true and it's the same with like this it's the same with viruses it's like you know it's like and and we didn't used to act this way about like getting sick it's like i i find it so weird like you know it's like no people didn't i i always i always bring up this example because it's like everyone i knew like at least all the women i knew got hpv in their 20s and it's like none of them were like sitting around thinking like well I should worry every single day of my life that this might turn into cancer. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like they were just yeah. kind of like okay like uh, you know I guess my once yearly pop smear they're going to give me some sort of update on this but it wasn't like this like daily like anxiety, you know? It's like people just get shit all the time and they don't sit around worrying about like what might happen. It's just <laughs> it's it's stupid, you know? Although I did read something, I A, I want to know if you know about this. Apparently, uh, but apparently it's it's actually really bad to vaccinate kids for even chickenpox. Really? Some I was reading something about how it actually makes it more likely you're going to get shingles, which is why they even made, made the shingles oh God.
0: vaccine. Honestly, like oh God. I think
2: that vaccines in general are just sort of this like cope like we had this idea that you know we're gonna like tame nature Uh and bend it to our will and you know we're gonna industrialize and we're not gonna you know we're just gonna control the consequences Uh of that and i think that a lot of pharmaceuticals are part of that and i feel like vaccines are honestly just like the epitome of that and that's like why People are so adamant that you can't criticize They're them. They're held and in
0: such high esteem. Yeah, yeah because area. it's
2: like the pinnacle of it. And it's always been that way too. I've, I've been reading this book, A Dissolving Illusions, and it talks about like the history of vaccines. And it's insane. Nothing that happened with COVID is unprecedented. Like, it's just, but yeah, I, I just kind of think creepy. that it's just this, like, I mean, I don't know, obviously, like, I don't have, like, any, like, expertise, you know, maybe vaccines can do some good sometimes, but okay. just the way that they've been, like.
0: Yeah, well, I, I guess the, uh, one of the arguments I'm aware, I haven't read the uh, the book, but that, like, a lot of these viruses were, like, already, like, much less prevalent than they, you know. Yeah, By the because, time the vaccines uh, were introduced.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. No, a lot of the time the virus like disappeared or dropped before the vaccine even came out. And it's like people were like living like in sewage and stuff, you know, like the industrial revolution kicked off and they just moved all of these people, you know, these really crowded conditions. There wasn't anything in place to protect them. And people just didn't practice good sanitation at all. And so they were getting sick all the time. And then you know, that started to change. And as that started to change, you know, people became less sick. And I think that vaccines really got a lot of credit, um, for that when they, yeah, largely just, just shouldn't have.
1: Yeah. And now they're trying to make vaccines for all sorts of things, like all these like common viruses. And it's like, I, I, I just feel like it's like, they're going to, they're going to hail each one as like, some sort of you know massive victory when it's like most of these things aren't really causing anyone any any major problems at all you know they're just like pretty normal average things um but yeah it's just I don't know it's yeah. weird
2: it's like everything just has to like you know be exploited like create like a new market I feel like that's really the Just kind of the goal of everything. Did you guys see the one about um they're like coming up with like, I don't know if this is real, but I read something they're like coming up with like um um MRNA shot that like they inject directly into people's hearts.
0: Oh Lord, thank God. Like address the heart issues. (laughs) Oh my god.
1: I mean, the ones I've been reading about. Let me see. MMR vaccines.
0: I heard about something. I heard of something about like Bill Gates wants to like inject all of the animal, like um cows and stuff, with it, so that people are like eating it in the meat.
2: That definitely happened historically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. Here's all the ones they
1: want to make now. Um, they have Moderna has eight vaccines. All MNRA. One is the Zika virus. I don't know a lot about really? that, so I can't really comment <laughs> that. whether that's. I mean, basically, that's a virus that's harmless if you're not pregnant, right? Yeah, only it's dangerous for pregnant people. Yeah. Um, and then they're gonna make ones for Epstein Barr virus which the vaccine actually has been shown to cause some yeah. vaccine, right? Um, I don't even know what this is. Cytomegalovirus, something I've never heard of. <laughs> A lot of people with that out there, I guess. Yeah. Um, They're going to try to make one for RSV and flu, which are also common viruses that do kill people, but for most people
0: don't, you know? Yeah, but the RSV can be dangerous for kids, so that would be, they would be giving that to kids most likely.
1: Uh, Yeah, and then they want to do mRNA for herpes, MS, cancer, and HIV, um, herpes is completely harmless so that would just be that seems like that would be worse for you and I don't really understand how an MS or cancer vaccine would work I think it just
2: like it just doesn't
1: make any sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the herpes, the herpes one is so weird because like something like 90% of people already have the latent virus and they have no symptoms oh, oh my god so what are they going to do? They're going to give people a vaccine for something that they already have that they have that's asymptomatic,
0: right? Well, it's in the, yeah, God, the in the, <laughs> the what like the thing that's most clear about this mRNA shit is that it causes like insane amounts of inflammation, like all over your body, and so giving that something like that as a cancer prevention tool, like it's it, oh God, it just hurts the brain and then yeah you go ahead you go ahead
2: oh i was just gonna say i think it's just like extreme like hubris like we just think yeah. that we're gonna you know like make this little software program and inject it and <laughs> fix these like no we're just obviously gonna make it worse
1: yeah that's like that's kind of what i think it's like we're gonna i mean that's like my that's what i think always happens like i've been thinking about a lot about how like in the gay community, like, everyone started taking PrEP 10 years ago, and then the condoms, like, flew off. And now there's, like, tons of strains of, like, vaccine-resistant gonorrhea, which is actually, like, really bad, because gonorrhea, if if you can't cure it, actually can do really bad things to people. Like, it can make women infertile. It can, like, really just fuck some shit up. And it's, like, prep was supposed to be this like amazing advancement and it's going to have, like everything has a consequence. Is yeah. kind of my- like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's, we can't do, we, we think that we, we think that we're able to perceive the consequences and fix it, but everything has a consequence, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. That's my yeah. feeling on all this shit. We're we're, 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 we're trying to outrun something that we can't outrun in the end, which is like, the fact that our bodies are like porous and vulnerable to vaccines and or not to, not to vaccine.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, they're, they're,
1: they're, they're porous and vulnerable to viruses and bacteria. That's just a reality of our human condition, you know? <laughs> so, Yeah. Well, friends, is there anything else on the docket? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you should ask Tucker. A,
0: eh? um, have her here. Yeah, how long have you been posting?
1: Um, I've had the Twitter
2: account I think since like 2016. But I didn't okay. really start posting until 2020. Honestly, it really, like, coincided with me being unemployed. I think that Twitter got, like, a huge bump from that. Just, like, all of these people started just, like, being unemployed at the same time. But, yeah, it is weird. Like, I didn't really, like, intend to start posting exactly. I just sort of, I guess, started paying attention to stuff. And then I realized that, like, I had things that I just, like, had to say. And I don't know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, not that they were, like, super important necessarily. But it's just, like, <laughs> I have to contribute to this conversation. I don't know.
0: And so it was about COVID stuff?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think, honestly, about the Bernie stuff, I think, initially. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, because I'm thinking back, because I followed, you know, that whole thing, and, like, I was, like, a Bernie supporter, and then it all, like, fell apart, and the reaction to it was, like, completely just bizarre, you know? Like, it just sort of, like, a complete, like... Like, there was sort of this, like, point, I feel like, where, like, the Bernie campaign, like, collapsed on itself. And, like, Uh all the chapo people and whoever, it's like, you kind of have a chance to, like, acknowledge, like, you know, what happened there. That he was just essentially, like, you know, a pawn of the Democratic Party and Uh it was all fake and it was never going to happen. And they just, like, were like, no, that's not important. Um, Just be a Democrat.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) What? And so I think that was kind of, like, my, um, like, foray into into posting, just, like, to talk to people about that. Because it just really
0: interesting yeah yeah no i definitely had that same experience of the whole bernie thing but yeah i wasn't on twitter at that point but that is interesting sort of like a red uh yeah a different yeah red uh, pill moment yeah
1: i'm ashamed because i was still such a mainstream lib at that point like i was like full hillary so i can't even claim that i was like into the bernie crowd when it was happening
2: In a way, that's almost, like, less cringe, though.
1: (laughs) I was like, it is sexist to critique Hillary Clinton. You were with her. I was with her, and I was like, and all these Bernie bros. Like, I was doing that completely like that in 2016, for sure. And then I was like, histrionic, the world's going to end when Trump was... Did you uh, read
0: What Happened?
1: no i listened to that you know what i did listen to in full though was the the book that was like the takedown of trump or whatever the like fire and fury uh, but by but by that point i will i will give myself credit by that point i was largely entertained by the whole thing and had stopped my like histrionic like, uh-huh. the world and th- that was the point where i kind of was like Oh, this is kind of funny and like it's, he's kind of- yeah <laughs> it's,
2: it's so hard to hate Trump I think that the boomers hate him because he like embarrasses them like and I think he embarrasses them because he's exactly like them like he's like the boomer in, and he says <laughs> yeah. all the things that they're thinking and that's why they hate him so much but to us like he's just so funny like how could- I feel like even when I was a live, like I always thought like I was upset when he was elected president. Like, but I always Same. thought he was I felt funny.
0: bad um, on his election night, I was like, "Oh, what the fuck!" But then, yeah, yeah.
2: like I was completely thrown too because you, yeah. know, I just didn't think that was going to happen at yeah. all. It's like, what? But I always thought he was funny.
1: I like it. I, 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 yeah. I mean, I was obviously like devastated. I was, I definitely was like devastated when he became president. That's how I felt. But I, I did like him. I did watch The Apprentice as a kid and think he was funny. And then, like. After a year into the presidency, when I realized, like, oh, the whole country's not gonna like just rip at the seams. Then I then I began to really enjoy it and find it kind of like sort of like an episode of VEEP. And 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 <laughs> again, I remember telling like some people, I was like, well, you know, like it, it really wasn't that bad. The one thing I will say, and this is this is a belief that I like have clung to, is I actually don't, I think like Trump actually was not like, and you guys can like completely like shot me down for this but i i think i think trump was a surprise to like the regime or whatever like oh, 100% i, like, I,
0: agree
2: I think with that. and
1: that's and that's what i think was like exciting about it looking back is like he was a total like shock like there was this was I don't think Trump was an op. I don't think anyone expected him to win. I think Hillary's team thought they had it fixed tight, (laughs) you know? And then I think like there, something like really organic did actually manage to happen that thrust that even shocked him, you know? I agree. I'm I'm (laughs) honestly not
0: convinced of that, but.
1: That's how I feel. I know a lot of people don't feel that way, but that's how I feel. And I it one and it makes it gives me I maybe I cling to it, maybe it's a cope, because it gives me hope that there can be other things like
0: for me. The facts against that are that he hired all these just like establishment like Goldman Sachs people for his cabinet. And also that the fucking Comey thing, the Comey emails thing, like right before the election.
1: Wait, but let me... Okay, let me clarify, though. I don't think that... I don't think... I think that once he was in, they got his, their claws on him fast, and he did exactly what they wanted him to do. I just think his win... That's my... Uh-huh. That's, that's my argument. I don't think that... I think the second he won, there was, like, a huge, like, okay, we have to, like, roll this guy into, like, the you know uh-huh. the but i think his like win was what was like what was kind of unanticipated you know yeah but yeah the Comey emails the are good. thing yeah that's a good that's a good point to remember they did really throw a they did they did really Nancy Kerrigan
0: her it right was like the... right before the election
2: <laughs> it was <laughs> what happened with that i'm trying to remember they like is that when she like they put her under investigation or something
0: Yeah, he, like, announced that, like, he he had formerly said that, like, their their email, they weren't investigating her emails or something. And then he announced that, yeah, like, actually the FBI was investigating her emails.
2: That is wild, yeah, that they did that. I think, I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong, too, but I just think that they were honestly just completely confident that, I I just think they didn't think there was just a chance in the world that, that she wouldn't win.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just yeah,
1: certainly. I I I still believe that to this day. I just think they quickly wrapped. I mean, and the part of me like make believes that because, and this could all. I mean, you know, we're always we're a misinformation podcast. No one knows, <laughs> no one knows, no one knows what's true or not. But it seemed like there was like pretty widespread reports, even on the like right that everyone on his team, like Kellyanne Conway and Trump, and all all of them were, like, interviewing for high-level jobs that final week of the election in, like, media.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And that, like... And there's tons of reports, again, on both the right and the left that he was really excited to not win (laughs) and to, to, like, parlay it into, like, you know, kind of like a... Some a brand boost.
0: or whatever, yeah, yeah,
1: like a boost to his like m- like fledgling media career because he'd kind of hadn't been anything for like ten years at that point. And there's no doubt because she couldn't fake it to save her life that Melania was <laughs> fucking miserable <in> <laughs> and miserable because she couldn't, she literally couldn't fake it to save her life. <laughs>
0: like- <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I definitely agree with that. And I have a little bit of intel, because I have a lot of family in the D.C. area, and apparently she spent, like, 90% of the presidency at a mansion in Potomac that that she had bought for her parents, her, like, elderly parents. And her and Barron were just basically out there. (laughs) And then she would be, like, driven in, like, begrudgingly, like, whenever she had to do, like, a, you know photo off or whatever
0: yeah yeah photo (laughs) off
1: i do still i did still love her um when she did her uh rose garden speech that like fascist when she did like that fascist like military dress
2: oh yeah yeah that was fantastic
1: (laughs) (laughs) really iconic that was like really iconic american moment i was like this is cool i was like i'm glad we're getting this you know and the, we got I, a hot I don't really care or whatever. That was funny too. Was and oh so, yeah. And we've never had a hot first lady. Like we've had like I guess pretty first ladies, but she's the first hot one.
2: Oh 100%. Yeah.
1: Who else has been hot? She was the only hot one.
2: Yeah, people like say Jackie Kennedy was hot, but like I mean, she like <laughs> was not it, like, at all.
1: <laughs> no, she had like weird wide wide set eyes. <laughs> yeah. um, Cindy McCain would have been hot because <laughs> Cindy McCain was a babe when she was younger, but he didn't win.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then somehow I don't know what happened to Megan. She's just eating too many like Fritos or something. Uh-huh. She's a pretty girl. I think when she, like when when she, when her botox is hitting right. She looks sometimes on TV. I don't know. Anyway. All right guys, do you want to wrap it up?
0: I mean, yeah, I think uh, we got in yeah. some nice like celebrity gossip at the end, rounded it out and
1: <laughs> I loved um I love talking to you Tucker. It was so nice to meet you.
2: Oh yeah, it was so fun. Thank you for having me
1: on.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do it again for sure.
1: We'll have to do it again
0: sometime, yeah.
1: Have a good night, guys.
0: Have a good night. All right. Bye, Bye. listeners. Bye. Bye.